0: Everybody, it has been a while since I've seen you, and it's been a while since you've seen me. Um, there's a lot to talk about this week on this episode of the Ryan C Show, but I wanted to say something really quick. I have missed you guys, uh, so if you're watching this, thank you for tuning back in. It's obviously been a while, as I just mentioned, uh, for me to have posted something on the Built in Buffalo YouTube uh that has nothing to do there's no issue between me and built in buffalo it's actually better than it's ever been uh relationship wise uh i just had to take a couple of weeks off like one week off turned into two uh, and then two weeks off turned into i i missed the deadline for getting the episode in um which resulted in an episode that did release uh but if you didn't catch my tweet or the tweet on the Built in Buffalo Twitter. Uh, That episode is exclusively available on the LDG Sports and Entertainment Spotify account. So if you want to go back and listen to that episode, you absolutely can. Uh, Again, it's LDG Sports uh, and Entertainment exclusively on Spotify so you can go find that episode Um, it's a fantastic episode one of the best that I think I've ever done and I'm again solo this week Uh, in that episode you'll know Izzy and I were supposed to do an episode I got busy he got busy ended up not releasing one last week I went to go release one again this week uh, and we couldn't get our schedules on Uh, he was actually just live on first round by. so um, it's it's no issues whatsoever it might kind of portray like that but that is not the case i do have my josh allen uh 2020 pro bowl selection football with me a friend of mine got me for my birthday so thank you shout out to ducky uh my friend who got me that but all right we have a lot to talk about um just to wrap that up though you will be able to find this episode obviously on youtube because that's where you're watching it but also at LDG Sports and Entertainment on Spotify, an audio version will be available every week that we post an episode um, on YouTube. It will also be available on the LDG Sports and Entertainment Spotify. So that way, if you're watching it at home, you have to go somewhere else. You can pull up Spotify and you find the episode, as well as anything else that LDG Sports uh, and Entertainment posts uh, and hope posts and hosts. Um, you'll be able to watch it but all right let's get into it because I got a list of like 12 things here to talk about and it's just me Um, I'm gonna try and keep it as short as possible since it is only me uh, we will hopefully hopefully have a uh, co-host in the next week or so my friend Nino who co-hosted the first couple episodes with me actually just graduated to yesterday recording it uh, on Friday you will see it Saturday he graduated on the 19th us navy boot camp so shout out to my friend nino um but enough about all that let's let's get into this we're gonna start off talking about the buffalo bills offensive line because that transcends multiple games all right we're talking about when we came back from the bye week um back from our loss against tennessee into the bye week playing miami playing jacksonville And now heading into uh, a game against Indianapolis, which I will be there. Um, This offensive line is not getting better. Let me explain something. We, in the three games that the Bills have played, did they win against Miami? Yeah. Did they lose against Jacksonville? Oh, yeah. Did we beat out the Jets? Yeah, it was a beatdown. We're going to get to that in a couple of minutes. But the offensive line looked bad in all three of those, especially the Jacksonville loss. Um, and to fix that, uh, there weren't really any changes made again at the deadline. There were no trades that we know of that were attempted. Definitely none that were made. So what was being done to fix it? Well, they started Spencer Brown last week. He was really good. It looked like he was a better choice. Uh, on the offensive line, it looked like we kind of found a rhythm. Spencer Brown goes and is put on the COVID-19 reserve list this week. So what do the Bills do? They get Bobby Hart. <sighs> I know. The Bills getting Bobby Hart is by no means a good thing whatsoever. Uh, we all saw him in the preseason. He was a guy that they brought into – he was a camp body. Like, let's be honest. Uh there was never an intent to put him on a starting roster nor should there have been. Um, But the Bills offensive line has looked super bad. If you guys know me, which you hopefully should by now, I'm not a big Deion Dawkins guy. And so for me, Deion still being on the team is not fantastic, but also what are we going to do with the contract that he has? We're not going to be able to really do anything. So all right, I'm going to cut and run. I'm going to bring it up anytime I get a chance to, but I'm going to cut and run from that conversation as of right now, because there's nothing we can do. Um, Feliciano, turns out he was a better choice um, than what we put up against Jacksonville, um, but not uh, with an injury as well. I don't know how long he's tweeting during games, so at least he's doing good. But it seems like Feliciano, who was looked really bad, we were kind of happy he was out, and now we're like, oh, man, we wish we kind of had him back. Um, but again, like I said, Bobby Hart is poten- potentially starting against the Colts. At the time of my recording this, I have no idea if he's going to start. You're going to need to turn into the Power Hour pregame show uh, to check that out. I will not be on there. I was on there last week. Actually, I was not on there last week. I drove for Sea Cadets. I will not be on there again this week because I will be at the game. I might do a call-in or something cool like that, but you'll need to t- check in for that because that is where you're going to find out uh, first if, um, if Bobby Hart's going to be uh, on the starting roster. It's, it sounds like he probably won't be. Let's hope he's not. But let's move into the next thing because here's the thing. I am probably one of a very few Bills fans, you know, Bill's, Bill's mafia. Um, I'm not impressed with this Bill's team right now. And right now I'm, I'm looking at a Patriots team that's gunning for the AFC East and is within reach. Now you're probably sitting there and saying, Ryan, um, that the Patriots are going for it and they're within reach. Yeah, of course they are. We barely beat the Dolphins after losing a winner. So here's so here's here's the timeline. All right, let me put the football down. Here's the timeline. We could have beat the Titans. All right. The game was in reach. Multiple mistakes were made. Could have and should have beat the Titans. All right. We go into the bye. We come back. We barely, barely beat the Dolphins. Um, we come in, we lose nine to six against The Jacksonville Jaguars, giving them their first U.S. soil win in a year and a half, not great, not a great look. Um, And then we go and we stomp the Jets. Yeah, of course we should be stomping the Jets. I'm not saying that we're back. I'm not saying that we fixed the issues that were there in the first place. I have no idea. What this team is going to roll out against the Indianapolis Colts, who have an impressive and deeply talented running back room, Uh, their wide receivers are not to be underestimated. Their offensive line is perfect for protecting a guy like Carson Wentz, who is a traditional pocket, yes, pocket passing quarterback. Um, I'm not impressed with that win against the jets. It was of course a game we should have won. We should have won the last two. Um, I'm going to be impressed with the bills if they go in and, and beat the Colts, if they beat the bucks, if they beat the saints, if they beat, uh, the Patriots, because the Patriots are on our, you know, kind of hot right now. So I'm going to be impressed with those wins. I'm not impressed with whatever. happening Anytime recently. Um, so let's, let's get off. All right, we need to cool down for a little bit. So let's take a, let's take a ah, cool drink of water and let's talk about the sabers because they're kind of good. And I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. How are the sabers kind of good? Ryan, you just got done talking about how you're not impressed by this bills team and the bills are kind of bad so how how could you say that the sabers are kind of good well right now the sabers are they have a a way better record than we all thought at this point year, right they're seven seven and two the next game is uh on the 21st of november against the rangers who are 10 four and three but still they haven't looked great playing so um but the play has been really good, and that's without Casey Millsap, Victor Olsen, or um, Haru. So when those guys come back, Haru was in practice today. Um, when those guys come back, what is this team going to look like? Uh, it's going to be a lot better. These guys are going to be scoring a lot more goals. Buffalo just beat Edmonton and Connor McDavid, who we're going to talk about here uh, at some point tonight. Um, they beat them 3-2 in regulation. I watched the game. Uh, they also beat Tampa Bay at the beginning of the year, and both Tampa Bay and Edmonton are top five power-ranked teams. So the, the Sabres have beat two top five power-ranked teams, and then you go ahead and lose to Calgary, who is a talented team, yes, but one that's on my uh, you know three-team list of teams in the NHL that you forget exist. Uh, that means that the Sabres are kind of really good right now. No, I wouldn't say really good. They're kind of good right now. Um, if you haven't watched the Sabres in a long time, I implore you to watch them. Uh, attempt to go to a game. Tickets are pretty cheap. Uh, they can start as low as uh, twenty to twenty-five dollars. Um, I've enjoyed all the games that I've been to so far this year. So far, when we go to games, um, I'm I'm two and zero. I'm undefeated in in going to games this year where the team wins. So, which had never been <laughs> never been the case before. Um, Going deeper into that with the Sabres, um, we're talking Owen Power as a potential Hobie Baker can, uh, Trophy candidate. Um, that's, 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 to put it into football terms, because I know a lot of you guys are football fans, um, that's essentially the Heisman of college hockey. So uh, Owen Power, is going to be extremely hard for him to get it, especially because he's a defenseman. Um, again, this is kind of like anybody other than a quarterback, it's going to be really hard to get um forget it if you're a goaltender but yeah he's he's a potential candidate I think he's 18 points in 16 games or something right now Devin Levi just posted yet another shutout Eric Portillo is making Dominic Hasek type and Ryan Miller type saves um I mean and I J.J. Paterka Peyton Krebs is part of the Eichel trade. I don't think we have to talk about that, so we will talk about that here in a little bit as well. But Peyton Krebs, J.J. Paterka, and Jack Quinn on the same line uh, have been absolutely killing it. Tonight when I recorded this episode, um, Jack Quinn Quinn scored to uh, to tie the game, and J.J. Paterka scored in the shootout to win the game um, 5-4 against the Lehigh Valley Phantoms uh, in the AHL. So it's that the team is absolutely humming. Uh, Josh Bloom is another fantastic prospect for the Sabres that often gets overlooked even by myself. Um, so it's, it's the prospects are doing extremely good right now. This is going to be a good team in a couple of years, but my concern is you have a lot of people that are people that I know are dedicated fans to the team and want to see the team succeed and do well, but they want these guys up on the NHL roster But if you go back, you go back and back and back, you know, we know the story. We know how this story ends. You can, you can keep flipping the pages, but you know, the the story is going to end the same. If you promote these guys too early and you screw up their development, it's not going to end well in, in the long run. So for me, What I'm looking at, I'm looking at possibly Jack Quinn coming up at the end of this year. Um, Whether the Sabres either scooch into the playoffs or if they miss it and it doesn't really matter. Uh, But also depending on what what Rochester's playoff situation is. Um, I want to keep J.J. Paterka down there for another year because I need him to get used to this, uh, to the North American ice size as well. Peyton Krebs, uh, I don't know, he was doing really good in the AHL in Henderson, uh, which was the Vegas Golden Knights AHL affiliate, actually I don't know if he ever played for Henderson, because they, I believe they just started this year, Um, and he was on the NHL roster this year, so, but I need him in the AHL to, for at least this year to see what's up, Uh, but he is 20 years old so I would expect him up in the next year to year and a half. Um, None of these goaltenders are anywhere near Devin Levi is, um, you know, Devin Levi and Eric Portillo are both still in college, they're playing college hockey, bring them into the AHL, uh, or at least the ECHL, right, we have the development ECHL opportunity with the Cincinnati Cyclones, I'm totally down for bringing both Eric Portillo and or Devin Levi into that situation um upl i'm still not super high on he's playing a little bit better but at 20 years of age or 22 and he's 22 uh anyways in his young in his in his very young 20s he should be doing a lot better than having like a four goals against average in a a, almost less than 0.9 uh or 0.900 um save percentage it's just it's not looking good uh, he is playing a little bit better, so let's hope that that continues. Uh, well, we're going to switch back to football before we get back to hockey in a little bit. I want to switch it up, keep you guys entertained. Uh, Zach Wilson, his knee is structurally good. So we're talking about the Jets now, all right? His knee is structurally good. And I'm I'm doing something with my knee here, as if you guys can see it. You can. not But let's pretend this is Zach Wilson's knee, all right? Josh Allen. Is Zach Wilson's knee his knee is structurally good nothing bad but he's he's essentially healthy all right um but in the long and enduring saga that is uh Robert Sala as a new first year head coach he's mincing words yet again when it comes to Zach Wilson if you remember um from the last episode and also on um I want to say it was armchair GMs uh, with Justice on LDG Sports and Entertainment. Uh, I don't know. One, I do like five or six podcasts. It's sometimes it's too many to keep up with. Um, Robert Sala said essentially that, "Hey, Zach White's performing pretty well. Uh, we, uh, sorry, not Zach, not Zach White, uh, Mike White." is performing pretty well. Um, we don't know. We'll, we'll evaluate the situation when it comes to Zach Wilson and who's the starting quarterback. Those weren't his words, all right? He said, uh, you know, like, th- things will be week to week. Uh, we'll just keep an eye on it or, so- or something to that effect. I can't remember the exact quote now because it's gone back almost a month. Mike White's been figured out, all right? So if you watched the, unfortunately, last episode probably ever of the Rust Belt Report, had on joe miller of uh formerly a buffalo fanatics currently a buff rumblings uh buffalo rumblings and he said hey slow down on the hype he's gonna get figured out lo and behold he got figured out uh but zach wilson now they're saying his knee is like i said structurally good um but it's a confidence thing what do you mean it's a confidence thing Yes, a young guy that you threw behind a non existent offensive line. Uh, the offensive lineman that you got to protect Sam Darnold um, is injured. He's not, he's, he's, he hasn't been in at all this season. That's why Zach Wilson's out with his injury. Yeah, of course, it's a confidence thing, but do you go out and say it? No, you just say, "Hey, he's not starting this week." Um, but obviously, you also don't have as a team. You don't have confidence in Zach Wilson going out there. You also don't have confidence in Mike White because you have Josh Johnson and Mike White. You pick neither one of them as your starting quarterbacks. You go out and you get Flacco, and you start Flacco uh, this week. So it's not it's it's not looking good. I, I'm I do I do feel bad for Jets fans, um, but also uh, I don't. Now to a different AFC East uh, opponent, something that we kind of alluded to here a little bit ago, the new England Patriots are creeping up um, Matt Jones, Bill Belichick, the new England Patriots. They're not a complete team. We all know this. They even know this. They've, they said it out loud. We all know it, but they are sec- I mean, somebody has to be second, right? In the AFC East, they've remained second pretty much all season. I believe all season. And But the Bills are a a loss away, potentially coming down this stretch from being second in the AFC East and having the New England Patriots take over. So like I said, the Bills need to they need to have won and really, really won. Uh, the game against the Jaguars, they needed to be a lot better in the game against the Dolphins. Of, the game against the Jets went how it should have went. But they really need to, to win against those teams that I named earlier. They need to beat the Pats. That's obviously going to be a big one. Um, beating the Patriots uh, is going to boost you up and drop them down. But beating the Buccaneers, uh, beating the Saints, and going into this week, beating the Indianapolis Colts, you obviously are going to need to beat pretty much. I'd say your record coming out of that needs to be four and oh or three to one, realistically probably three to one. Other than that, you're possibly losing the AFC East to the Patriots during this run and then you only have like what two or three games at uh, remaining for the rest of the season to attempt to turn to, to turn that around. You don't want to be losing a wild. You don't want to be, you don't want to be Buffalo playing a wild card game. You want to be Buffalo with that first round bye. um, all right, let's get into this Bills Colts preview. All right. Um, this preview is brought to you by, well, me, I guess, uh, we don't have any sponsors here, but, um, Yeah. So this Colts team is not one to mess around with earlier in the season when they were inconsistent and well, when they were unhealthy, which led to their inconsistency mess with them all day long. All right. Carson Wentz being healthy. Carson Wentz being consistent. Carson Wentz being back under Frank Reich. And in this type of offense with the offensive line that they have built there in Indianapolis, he's been pretty dangerous the last couple of weeks. Um, do not underestimate Michael Pittman. He is a true wide receiver. One T.Y. Hilton. I'm not even sure T.Y. Hilton's back. They should just they should have moved on from him last year uh, instead of giving him the contract extension or, or the new contract. From there, um, Zach Pascal, another wide receiver. Do not underestimate him as well. He is shifty. He is fast. He's kind of like a Gabe Davis. He's going to be there and then he's not, and he's going to make some insane type of play. Um, Michael Pittman also similar in Gabe Davis. Just think of how dangerous pretty much an offensive Gabe Davis's are. And that's the Colts receiving core. Um, but like I said, their offensive line is really good. And of course, their running back depth is insane. Uh, it is deep. It is insane. Um, do not underestimate Naeem Hines. He is everything that I wish uh, Brita or Singletary could be. Uh, he's a guy I've been trying to get in Buffalo. I say that as, as if I have any like way to get them into Buffalo, but he's a guy I've been wanting to get into Buffalo for a really long time now. Uh, so just do not underestimate them at all. It's going to be a really good game. I think it's going to, my, I'm not going to give you a score estimate. If You guys know me, you know, I'm not into it uh, into doing that, but when it comes down to it, I, it's going to come down to special teams. And I said this, I was not on first round by on Buffalo, uh, but I was in the comments. I did watch the show. Of course, I support my fam. Uh, it's it's going to come down just like it was in the wild card game last year. It's going to come down to special teams. And right now the Colts have the edge on special teams. Uh, our punting unit, uh, really by unit, I mean, our punter is not fantastic. Um, Tyler Bass obviously coming in clutch, but Rigoberto Sanchez – and um, respect the specs there. Uh, his name's escaping me right now. It's not R- Rigoberto Sanchez is their their punter, um, or is their kicker, excuse me. And um, I can't remember the name of their punter for the life of me. Give me one second guys while I search this up. It is not Pat McAfee anymore. Yeah. Um, no Rigoberto, no Rigoberto Sanchez is their punter. So who is their kicker? Respect the specs. That's what I just say all the time. Why? Rodrigo Blankenship. All right. So Rodrigo Blankenship um, as their kicker. It is going to go par for par, you know, foot for foot with Tyler Bass, if you would. Um, Rodrigo uh, is, is a fantastic, fantastic guy um, and extremely talented. So, uh, but Rigoberto Sanchez has the up on Matt Hawk when it comes to uh, punting the football. So I'm going to, cause I'm, if I, if you're giving me a choice between the two, I'm taking Rigober, Rigoberto Sanchez all day. That said, I I, I want to anticipate a Bills win. I don't, I'm hoping that we, you know, kind of pull out all the stops on offense. So let's hope so. Let's hope that Bobby Hart doesn't start because if he does, I'm at the game. It's going to be a long, soaking wet day for me and my friend. So at least I will get to enjoy it with a friend. That said, we're going to switch back to hockey. Uh, I should have... I have a football. I should have brought a hockey puck. I have a ton of hockey pucks. Um, I don't have any with me. Dang, guys. Um, All right. So let's get into this. So I actually have a really funny story I, I wanted to talk about. Um, it's going to be tied in with the Eichel trade. So if we didn't cover it before, I apologize. If we did cover it, I also apologize. I'm not going to beat it to death. The Buffalo Sabres did trade a third round pick uh, for this year, as well as Jack Eichel, to the Vegas Golden Knights in exchange for Alex Tuck, who is a Syracuse native and a lifelong Sabres fan. Not many NHL players can probably say that, as well as Peyton Krebs, uh, who is currently in Rochester in the AHL level. He's 20 years old. He is supposed to be a really good player. He just really wasn't given the opportunity to develop in, um, in Vegas. So he's currently playing with J.J. Paterka and Jack Quinn. As well as a first round protected top 10 first round pick uh, and a a third round pick. But I did want to go over really quick. And let me see, because I know I didn't have this last time. I do have it now. All right. I want to go over what this protected top 10 pick is. All right. Because this is extremely important. So if Vegas if their first round draft pick in 2022 that they gave the Sabres in this jack Eichel trade is not, repeats not, is not a top 10 pick after the draft lottery, Vegas will then send that pick and a second round pick in 2023 to Buffalo. So we'll get a first this year and a second next year. If it's not a first round pick or a top 10, All right, If it is, a top ten pick, Vegas will send a the 2023 first round pick and a 2024 second round pick, and then Buffalo will transfer in both of these deals. If it is not Buffalo, will send a 2023 third round, uh, and if it is uh, a top ten, Buffalo will send a 2024. Um, third round pick. So Buffalo is getting a first, a second Peyton Krebs, who is supposed to be a really good prospect um, and Alex Tuck in exchange for a third round pick and Jack Eichel who had the neck surgery successfully with a 45 minute procedure um, and potentially just cut his career in half. So I take this as a win for the Sabres. I really, I really, really do. And um, a lot of people aren't going to see it that way. Oh, well It sucks it is what it is uh he is gone and i for one am personally happy about that but let's let's talk about this story really quick so i tweeted that out i did i did an episode of the rivalry podcast which is a hockey purely hockey show uh that i do with my cousin-in-law and good friend of mine cody cody white and um i titled it andrew peters broke the jack eichel trade which he did Andrew Peters did break the Eichel trade and uh, I tagged Andrew Peters in it on Twitter when I put the tweet out on the LDG account because it's not a Built in Buffalo show it's an LDG show and next thing you know I had retweeted it and I'm in a conference for work. I'm, I'm in a conference for work I'm all dressed up at home and uh, right before the lunch break, I get a message from the After the Whistle podcast account, which is Andrew Peters, Craig Revee, and sometimes Brian Chianta's podcast. Um, and so long story short, I'm not going to go through the whole thing. Uh, it was kind of super funny, though. Um, I'm assuming it was Andrew Peters behind the Twitter account, but uh, Andrew Peters mistook me for a previous intern. Um, asked if I had his number. I said, hey, you know, I, I am not the person that you think I am. I'm not the intern. And um, I did not work with you guys before. However, I obviously have my own uh, podcast. I have a couple other podcasts. This is my full name and this is my number. So um, I would love to have you and or Craig on at some point. Uh, unfortunately, that was like a, a week ago um, and I have not gotten a response back. So I don't think anytime soon I'm going to have Craig Rube or Andrew Peters on, or Brian Gianta, but it would be super cool to do it, um, to just talk to them about hockey, and like I said, or again, if you guys know me, growing up, I was way more of a Sabres fan than I was not even a Bills fan, just a football fan in general. Uh, the football side really, truly came out when I moved to Pennsylvania for college. Uh, the hockey side has been there since forever uh, literally forever I went to go see I bought a New Jersey today so I went to I went to go see if I could bring it up it's a Rick Genet one with a big microphone on the back where the number is supposed to be it's pretty cool um, so yeah that was that was my story about how the Jack Eichel trade um, and me doing a podcast episode talking about it led to uh, Andrew Peters knowing me briefly um, for like an hour uh, but again it would be awesome. Uh, Craig, Brian, Andrew, if you see this, uh, I would love to do uh, a show with you guys uh, just to talk about the Sabers uh, and the team previously, and and, and what it is, um, and, and what your life was like in hockey, um, as well as the new show because I, I love it. it. It's absolutely fantastic. But let's 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 start to wrap it up here. Um, we've talked a lot about the Sabers, and we haven't really talked that much. About anything else hockey-wise, but I will say this. When it comes to hockey, it's Connor McDavid's world, and we're just living in it. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, twice now, Connor McDavid has skated between initially, I think all five players of the New York Rangers uh, line that was out there, both their offense and defense, to score a goal. And now, again, I'm um, Uh, I can't remember who this is against, but he, I think Winnipeg. Yeah. Winnipeg. He just skated between three defenders to score a goal. Um, Connor McDavid is undoubtedly the best hockey player, not just in the NHL, uh, but in the world. He's one of the most talented players uh, of course in the world as well. Um, But it's just, if you've not seen it, definitely go find, definitely the one against the Rangers, uh, but the one against, Winnipeg is just as impressive. I needed to bring that up because oof, it looks so good. Um, let's end it on this note as well for hockey. Um, we're possibly looking at uh, no Olympics once more. So previously, the NHL did not allow players to participate in the Olympics. There was not a regular Olympic break. The NHL PA didn't like it. The NHL players didn't like it. The fans didn't like it. The only ones that seemed to like it. Or the NHL themselves. Um, however, the COVID issues, uh, I believe that there are COVID issues that exist up in Ottawa that's potentially putting off three games. Um, there is an out clause in the current agreement for letting NHL players play in the Olympics that would allow them to cancel allowing any players to go to the Olympics so that these games can be rescheduled and played during that time. Um, I do, I think the NHL is going to do it. No, I don't think that they're going to jeopardize an entire season worth of hockey. And especially with everything going on right now, upsetting the entirety of the NHL and its fan base by not allowing NHL players to participate in in the Olympics. So uh, as well, the first on-time Olympics since COVID started as well, uh, because the summer was played a year late. But yeah, we're possibly looking at no Olympics for NHL players. So that's just something to be prepared for as well. Uh, But again, like I said, I don't expect the NHL to cancel the Olympics uh, or at least cancel NHL players playing in the Olympics. All right, guys, I want to thank you so much for yet another to tune in for tuning in to yet another episode. hold on, hold on. I know you're clicking off. You don't like this ending part. I just needed to let you know that LDG Sports and Entertainment is dropping some awesome content weekly on Spotify. If you're on Facebook or Twitter, uh, if you just search hashtag LDG on Spotify, you'll be able to find all of our posts that talk about the new episodes uh, for all of our shows that are out there. We've even started dropping some non-hockey show or non-non sports shows as well. So definitely tune in to uh, shows like that, like the BunkCast. Although I will warn you, um, there's explicit language used in the BunkCast. Uh, but other than that, fantastic shows like the Goaded Mafia Report, uh, Talking Football with Aquilo Roberts, just wrapped up a really awesome and, and intense four-part interview. Um, the final episode of the Rust Belt Report with Joe Miller-Wired um, from Buffalo uh, Buffalo Rumblings. I, I knew him. I met him when he was back with uh, fanatics. So that's why I keep trying oh, almost saying fanatics uh, with Buffalo rumblings is on there. If you go back to the first ever episode of the rush Belt report, which is also on there, you'll find my interview with uh, another of the former Buffalo fanatics turned Buffalo rumblings family, Jay Spence, the King, who I will have on uh, here again soon at some point. Uh, but I, I just want to thank you guys so much, but please go to LDG Sports and Entertainment on Spotify or on Facebook or Twitter. Just search hashtag LDG on Spotify. You'll be able to find episodes. And like I said, the Ryan C Show, Well, it will be here on YouTube, we will also post as an audio version on LDG on Spotify. Uh, I want to thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode. You can follow me personally on Twitter at Ryan C show underscore B I B. Uh, you can also follow LDG sports um, and entertainment on Twitter at LDG on Spotify. And of course, of course, see that, see that stuff down there. I need you to like, I need you to subscribe. I need you to comment. I need you to share because that's the only way that we're going to grow. You guys are awesome. You guys are literally the best fans. Uh, Built in Buffalo is fantastic. Built in Buffalo fans are even better. You guys are part of the team because you make all of this possible. Uh, I will see you next week. Enjoy the game. Go Bills and, and let's go Buffalo.